0: our business it's like
1: nothing we've dealt with before my golly jim i'm beginning to think i can cure a rainy day i can't change the laws of physics
2: now in standard orbit sir
1: Welcome, everyone, to Stoddard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated podcast to the original and new cast of Captain Kirk and the Enterprise. I'm Haley Stoddart.
2: And I'm Ken Tripp, and did you just say Stoddard Orbit?
1: I did. Do you have a problem with the name change? Well,
2: well yes, it's Standard Orbit, and hey, listen, now, I, I know you're an official host of the show, but that doesn't mean the show's named after you. We've already agreed, Haley, to your contract requirements. I mean, don't tell them, but now you're making more than Zach. We've got your required champagne and green only M&Ms, and now we're changing the name?
1: Okay, okay. Uh, we we can keep the name. Uh, as this is going to be a difficult partnership if you don't do what I tell you, though.
2: <laughs> oh, wow, okay. I mean, we're podcasting hosts, not married. Anyway, you want to try it again? All right.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated podcast to the original and new cast of Captain Kirk and the Enterprise. I'm Haley Stoddart.
2: And I'm Kent Tripp, and we are welcoming Haley officially to as our newest host, joining Zach and me going forward on Standard Orbit. So, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's really, really exciting, kind of nerve-wracking, but it'll be fun. I'm excited.
2: Nerve-wracking? <laughs> You're an old pro at this. no. <laughs> Well, it seems to be. One thing I just wanted to say, Haley, is we're really, really glad that you agreed to come on this show and be part of the team. I think that your views and experience and just your lens on things is going to add so much to Standard Orbit. And uh, I'm sure that the three of us are going to have a good time as we move forward. Now, speaking of the quote-unquote three of us, Zach is a little bit occupied the um, the Green Beret movie Invasion Smallville did not go as well as he had thought, so I think they're making a new movie, and I think it's um, Green Berets Five, Batman versus Z Man, so that should be interesting. But anyway, to um, to kind of kick things off, Haley, first again, welcome aboard. This is really exciting for me. <laughs> I think I think it's really good for us to 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 get our arms around who you are and what brought you all into Star Trek and so thing and so forth. So to kick off the new show and your recent completion of watching the entire original series all the way through the movies. Yes, yeah, we did. (laughs) That's exciting. Let's learn a little bit more about you. So how did your fanship of Star Trek begin?
1: Uh, You know, I I started it when I was a kid. My dad, uh, I don't remember how old I was, but he watched Next Generation because that was on. Uh, And I know at some point we went and saw generations in the movie theater together and then after that I think I kept watching but my dad wouldn't watch and so I grew up on TNG it is it is home for me but TOS has been really Mm -hmm. fun to go through so that's kind of where it started and then it kind of just dropped off the radar after that I was not aware of Deep Space Nine or Voyager or Enterprise um school I was in band Working and then I went to college. I don't, it just completely didn't even register for me until I would say, gosh, maybe about 2010. I really kind of fell back into it and I would watch it. It was in school, and so when I would get done studying, my reward was to watch. They would always play BBC on BBC America, they would always play Next Generation, so I'd just watch it because it was always on. And, and that's kind of where it started. And then it just kind of bloomed from there and blossomed from there. And I really fell back into it. And I turned some friends who would hear me talking about stuff and and they just look at me like, what, what are you talking about? And I had one friend who was really excited because we worked together and he came to work one day and he goes, oh, my gosh, I totally get what you're talking about. Because he'd gone home after me talking about Star Trek all the time and started watching it is that right yeah <laughs> and uh, my first uh thing that i bought i was working at old navy and they get shirts sometimes that are for like star wars and things like that well they have one and it says trekkie on it and that was i i bought that and that was probably about i would say maybe 2011 and so it just went from there and now i go to the convention in vegas
2: isn't that something? So it really is kind of new, right? I mean, relatively speaking. Yeah. You got it bits and pieces. It's funny, the generations. I could see why it would drive your dad away. It almost drove me away. But I'm glad that, that you stuck with it and then came home, so to speak. And now, you know, I, I look across things, Haley, and you're very, very popular on social media. So how did you get to know so many podcasters and Trek fans in general? I mean, it's it's been an amazing ride.
1: It really has. Um so, gosh, I want to say probably my second year of school. I don't know how I stumbled upon. I actually stumbled upon Trek FM. I started commuting down to Pocatello for school. Um, the oh, what do they call it? Um, the little local campus that they have the extension for the university I was going to didn't have all my upper division classes and. I started listening to Earl Grey on the bus because I'd have three days a week. I'd have an hour commute down and an hour commute back. And I was gung-ho about using that time to study, and it usually never happened, <laughs> So I would listen to podcasts, and that's kind of where it started. Um, and then as far as, as friends and stuff and meeting people and other Trekkies, um, you know, it kind of just came out of nowhere a little bit. I went to Vegas the first time, and uh, I only went for a day. And I, I don't know. I I started friending people afterwards on Facebook. I wasn't on Twitter yet. And um, yeah, after that, I don't I don't know. Every year, it just adds more people, and I add more people and more people. And Twitter's just weird. Random people follow me, and it's because of Trek. And then we start interacting. I don't know.
2: That's funny how these things just kind of grow and blossom over time. Yeah. I know I, I met I, I know I met you for the first time at uh STLV fifty mm-hmm. and a and a bunch of people. Uh you know, that was kind of the the beginning. It was actually the first time I met Zach and we had just started together. I mean, literally I think had done one show up until that point. So we got to, to meet each other face to face in person. And that's rare. It, it it's funny how many podcasters at STLV you work with folks from all over the place and just getting to know them but you know what what I've observed a, about you one I think um you know we hit it off just fine and you know we stayed in touch but at a high level and and say hello and then you know next thing I know Haley's on Trek Geek. and then Haley's <laughs> on Trek profiles and then, and then we 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 pulled you in on a few shows and I think you you might have done some others too so it's been kind of fun just watching I guess you know the the evolution of your fandom kind of continue to grow get bigger your network Obviously, is huge. I, I don't know. You probably have the largest Facebook, Twitter th- handle on the planet, <laughs> and you know because I, I I see it all the time. And then you know uh, when we were talking just very recently about you know we're we're in a um, in a place with this show. It's been on now since 2013. That's a long time, and you know you, you want to bring freshness, new ideas, new visions to it. And of course, you know, we just completed last week's uh, Star Trek 5 panel discussion.
1: That was great. And the
2: response, it was great and the response on that was great. And then it was like, "Well, what are we doing? I mean, we've got this this talent out there. We need more diversity of thought, ideas, suggestions, you know, as uh, they said in Star Trek 3, you know, young minds, fresh ideas, be tolerant, uh which is always something you want to tell me anyway. So, I think that's uh I I think it's it's wonderful to kind of see Everything in a positive way that has um, impacted you from a Star Trek perspective, and we have a lot of mutual friends. Yeah, we do. And we probably have we probably have a lot that aren't, a <laughs> lot that are mutual, which is great. And uh, I, I think the uh, the reaction to you becoming a, a full time podcast host on this network and on this show is going to go over really well. So I'm really excited. Oh,
1: well, thank you. It. I'm excited too. It'll be fun. I'm I'm sure there will be people who will be like, wow. And people will be so excited and surprised. And then others are going to be like, yeah, yep, we saw that coming.
2: Oh, is that right? <laughs> <don't
1: know>. yeah. <laughs> I've been asked if like, I was going to become a full-time, whether it was on someone else's show or doing my own. And I was like, uh, no, if it happens, it happens. I'm, that's kind of my attitude about most of life. But, uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Well, you know, with, uh, with, with the demands that you put forth on your contract, we were able to meet them. It wasn't yeah. easy. Definitely a tough negotiation. <laughs> you know, but I, uh, I, I'm just, I'm thrilled for Trek FM. I'm really, really, really thrilled for Standard Orbit. I know Zach and I are can't, couldn't be more excited about it. And uh, when, when you rogered up and said yes, it was like, like a fish pump. I was like, yes, all right, <laughs> now we're, it's, it's gonna be fun. So. I'm glad people got to know a little bit about the fandom and who you are. And I'm sure they're going to learn a lot more about you. It just happens. It's funny as the show goes on, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that reach out and, you know, uh, especially in the Star Trek world, it gets very personal on on a very positive way. Thank, thankfully, thankfully. Yeah. So now as we kind of move into, you know, getting you acclimated, I know you're a TNG baby. So is Zach. It's fine. I'm a big TNG fan, by the way. You know, I have nothing. I, I love pretty much all the different Star Trek, some, some more than others, but, you know, I am, uh, I I have been and and always shall be first and foremost TOS because that like you, that's what I grew up on. And that's what I got attached to mostly uh, through the movies at first and then working back. But so let's, let's talk about your recent experience. This is where it's going to be interesting to me. And we've had a couple of episodes, right? This if if you were guest starring this would be your fifth but you know, <laughs> now you're you're taking over you know that that william shatner bs about you putting your name on top and all the stuff he nah. said okay that's kind of i know i uh, so if you'll if you'll indulge me as being you know your podcasting below the line partner uh, <laughs> i'd like to to kind of talk about your thoughts on watching tos for the first time all the way through the movies mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll, we'll ask more details about the season, but just kind of generally your overviews. This was your, your first time going through it. It took you how long to get through
1: Um, it? oh gosh, probably just a few months. And I think we started, might have been September, maybe, I think when we started. And we finished, we finished the sixth movie a couple weekends ago. Okay. So, okay. um... And then of course, you know, we've moved on and we're doing other ones, but we're getting through them all. But um, you know, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I I know sometimes some people probably have never watched it, at least in the original airing or in reruns. Newer kids probably are just because of the way technology's advanced and everything that we can film, they're probably like, Oh my gosh, this is so cheesy. But mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I love You know, I appreciate the aspect of what they were able to do with what they had. Um, And I grew up watching a lot of older shows anyway. Like Adam West is my favorite Batman. I watched. Okay. (laughs) So I watched Batman and I loved it. Sure. (laughs) So, you know, like that campiness, I think it's great. I loved it. And as much as people say that they don't like season three, I still think that there was a lot of really good episodes that I probably enjoyed a lot more in season three than I did in like season one or two.
2: Oh, that's interesting. I'm well, glad to hear it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah.
1: Um, there was a few episodes in season one. I think I completely tuned out. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's there's good and bad in everything, Haley. That's one thing I've realized. What I'm what I'm glad to hear you say about three. If if we had signed you up, you know, if we weren't tied up in negotiations, and God, you have a tough agent. Uh, we probably could have had you on Trek Madness, which was really fun comparing season seven of TNG to season three of, um, TOS. And we're going to continue that. So now, now you'll be part of that, that, that experience, which is interesting all in itself. So anyway, uh, that, that, that's going to be down the road, but that's going to be a lot of fun. And this is when it's really going to get interesting. We start comparing the different seasons of different shows Mm -hmm. too, you know, so It'll be it'll be an adventure. So let's start off with season one a little bit. It was interesting comment you just made. You know, season one of TOS by many, let's say, long term fans consider that, you know, they they hit it out of the park right away. You know, the, the show just clicked very quickly and some of its best work is in season one. And that that's rare for a TV show. But you kind of said, you know, there, there was some that, that you kind of tuned out. What were some of your favorite episodes and what were some of the ones that you kind of went, yeah, we can just <laughs> kind of, you know, erase that from the old memory bank?
1: Yeah. Um, I think my favorite one is uh, Tomorrow's Yesterday. That one. That okay. one's my favorite. Um, I'll give you my top five. Uh, City on the Edge of Forever. Uh, Devil mm-hmm. in the Dark, which is my daughter's favorite one from season one. What
2: a neat lesson for a younger Yeah.
1: Older. Uh Corbonite Corbomite maneuver and then uh mm-hmm. space seed. Those are my top five. The the ones that I kinda Operation Annihilate, I have that on the bottom of the list. I yeah, nope, didn't get into that one. Um, you know, some of the other ones. I I know a lot of people like Galileo seven. I didn't really enjoy it all that much. It's kinda lower down on my list and Yeah. But but i I liked it. I mean, um, we definitely enjoyed the cage. I thought that was a great opener to it. Um, it was interesting to go from that <laughs> and having Captain Pike and everything. I thought that was great. Kind of wished to see more of that. I lo- I would have enjoyed that. Chloe liked it too. She liked the cage, so
2: that's good. That's a. Uh... It is. It's kind of like when I talk about the motion picture. It's it's kind of slow, kind of cerebral, cerebral, but it is a good show, and they and they I thought they did it pretty mm-hmm. well overall. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Okay, and Operation Annihilates on the very bottom. That's interesting. I don't hear that too often. Yeah. I know people talk about the flying pancakes and things. And <laughs> it gets a, it gets a little interesting. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. But it is. Uh, yeah. I. I well. Like I said, it either works or it doesn't, and it's funny because we were just talking about Star Trek Five last week, and Kirk's line about you know I lost a brother once, I was glad to get him back. Obviously, when we talked about Shatner not knowing anything about Star Trek, forgot all about Operation Annihilate, and he sounds like he's on the same page as you. Maybe he just wants <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe. Okay. Well, let's do the same exercise for season two. What's worked and what didn't?
1: Um. Yeah. So let's see. Um. Definitely. So we've got top five. And this first one is my daughter's favorite uh, episode of season two, Doomsday Machine.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: A Muck Time, Mirror yeah. Mirror, Eye Mud, and Wolf in the Fold.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah that's
1: interesting I know I know they're they're kind of interesting I liked season two I think a little bit better than I did season one um mm-hmm. again there were some in there bread and circuses is at the bottom I just yeah you're you're looking at it and you're like what is that one? <laughs> um yeah I you know there was a few in there that just were kind of weird but um but I really enjoyed it i it was fun um, Trouble with Tribbles, you know, just kind of for me got edged out by Wolf in the Fold, but that one's up there too. Definitely fine. It's interesting, is you know,
2: that's 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 good, and I think there's there's room for all kinds of perspectives, and that was Wolf in the Fold in particular. I mean, got a, got a lot of feedback even on this network back in the day when some other folks reviewed it and they skewered it you know, mostly from a woman's perspective. So it's interesting hearing that go the other way. I I you know. I, In anything I watch or anything that I I, I try to read, especially something that's 50 years old, I always assume that there's good intent in the making Mm -hmm. of it. You know, that they weren't personally trying to, um, you know, put down uh, race, gender, or anything like that. I think they were really trying hard to do the opposite. And I know that got a little bit of of flack for that. But I I hear what you're saying.
1: Well, And and that's an interesting point because when I announced that we were going to watch the original series... And it was my daughter's choice because we had finished a TNG rewatch for the 30th anniversary. I had a lot of people asking me if I was concerned about, you know, the way that women were portrayed in TOS and treated in, in the original series. And I said no because, you know, it's television and it was the 60s for another reason. And two, you know, and it's also a good education standpoint and and to show you know how far we have come how far we still have to go um but but at the same time it was it was television and so much of television i think yes there's stories and we can learn things and things like that but there's also still that side where it's just television and i think people tend to forget that sometimes
2: well, when you get a show as popular as Star Trek and it's been dissected to the to the level that it has, its first and foremost mission was to entertain mm-hmm. it wasn't uh It wasn't out there to to tell a lot of um moral stories. It wound up doing that, and they could do that in science fiction, which gave them great license and liberty because it was science fiction. But you know a first and foremost was we have to keep an audience, we have to get good ratings. We have to tap into what's going on today, meaning the current, which is why it was so ahead of for its time. And that's uh, it's interesting. You have a very, um, very, very good perspective on looking at things through the historical lens and what they took place. That is not a trait I find very common today. People will assume bad intent a lot of times and feel that, um, you know, that that things through the lens of today should have been applied to back then. And I don't think that's that's really fair. I also think that uh, it's, it's important to keep those perspectives where they are and show the evolution and, and the mindset of things. Because Star Trek was so ahead of its time in 1966 mm-hmm. going forward. And you can argue in many of the shows that were in the 80s and 90s, they weren't so ahead of their time. You know So that's one of the things I, I point out. there And great entertainment great stories and there are some very good um, lessons learned as they say on mission log, right? There's, there's all kinds of things, mission morals, all that stuff. Uh, It's, it's all there. Don't get me wrong, but I would almost say the, some of the more groundbreaking things happened in TOS versus the other series.
1: Yeah, and definitely. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. I, I try to, I mean, history was always one of my favorite subjects in school, but you can't take everything from where you're standing at you know you and in my job i i can't take my experiences and how i've dealt with things and say that uh because of how i came out of it that someone else is going to come the same so you have to you have to come from everybody else's perspective and it was it was a tv show and it was it was made to entertain people and i think tng went more forward with the telling stories um, and, and teaching lessons, probably that was probably maybe always kind of in the back of the writer's minds, but I don't think with TOS that it, that it was that way at all.
2: Uh, it's funny, I, I kind of think the opposite. So here's our first <laughs> uh, I think that when Gene Roddenberry was at the helm of TNG, that's where he wanted it to go. He wanted to be very utopian and to drive things, because Star Trek, the original series, was such a um, mind-blowing experience and so modern in its thinking. That's what, it, which which drove its popularity were the college students. Right? Those were the kids that were watching, and that's what brought it so. Po- that's why it was so popular in syndication. It was the most popular syndication show of its time because of its progressive viewpoints. So there were a lot of lessons there, and I think TNG kind of started off that way, and they had those in the back of its mind. But you can see when Roddenberry left and the show actually got better when they introduced more conflict and they talked about things, you know. But like every show, if it's going to run for seven years, oh my <laughs> God, there's going to be some of the most powerful television on earth. And then there's going to be some things that crash and burn on the runway. That's just how it works. But it's uh, to me, TOS started all of it and it evolved with TNG because they had more time, more money. Uh, you know, to to really explore it, but a lot of the idealistic stuff that that came out of TOS wasn't their intention a lot of the time, but it just happened to work that way. But then Roddenberry, he got it all in his, you know, making all these um, appearances at schools and universities, and people asking him how, you know, how did you come up with such a utopian view? He really kind of changed his way of thinking, and it's it's kind of funny how it how it all plays out. But anyway, it's very good, intelligent. Great, thoughtful discussion. Science fiction across the whole spectrum.
1: In, yeah, um, exactly.
2: Yeah, one's not better than the other, and that's not what I'm saying. By the no, way. I just, I just kind, of, I just, I look at TOS as being the foundation. IDIC, right, mm-hmm. which is such an important thing. You never heard the term diversity when I was growing up, ever. It wasn't part of the lexicon or the vocabulary. It just never was until the last twenty years. Now it's everywhere. Well, they were saying that fifty years ago. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, that's pretty All right, so season three. Same question. All right.
1: So with uh season three, mine, uh I forgot Chloe never had a hard time deciding which ones were her favorites. Um, but uh yeah, number one for me is Spock's brain. I know. Uh two is Is There No Truth in Beauty? Uh three, we've got the Paradise Syndrome. Four, we've got Specter of the Gun, and five, we've got uh, the Tholian Web. And all the way down at the bottom, we've got And the Children Shall Lead.
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: Surprisingly, I was yeah. kind of surprised. Um, I actually really enjoyed um, the Cloudminders, but mm-hmm. it got edged out in my top five. But it is in my top ten.
2: Yeah, Enterprise Incident in there somewhere. Uh just in the middle somewhere. really have, for
1: you? you know, I didn't really I didn't really enjoy it. It was it was fine. It's really? I know. It's it's number 12 for me. Yeah, I've number got it at number 12. Okay. And you know, these always can change. My kids already decided that she wants to go back and rewatch the original series. She was very sad when it ended.
2: Yeah, I understand. Well, again, there's nothing that that says they need to change. <laughs> it's it's a great perspective, and those are the things that'll make it interesting to kind of flush out as we as we go back and we talk about the different shows or themes or whatever in the episode. So just that you're coming at it so unique and so it, with a with a modern lens, uh, looking at things. You know, your Spock's brain number one. Are you kidding me? I mean, you never would have heard that. <laughs> You never would have heard that. It's one of those shows that have really grown on me as time went on because of its its craziness and campiness, but it is um, it is a classic. There's no doubt about no, it.
1: No, it it was just one of those all around good fun episodes, and I think you know I always enjoyed those when TNG had those just good fun episodes, and so yeah, it was I I loved it. I thought it was great. That's Chloe's favorite. I do know that from season three. so
2: Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> wow. All right, Chloe. All well, right. and she does I like, like
1: TOS. She says TOS is her favorite.
2: Uh, you know, there's something really special about that kid, and um, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. She, she'll she be very happy to find out that her, her mom is now podcasting for TOS. That's going to be exciting. Yep, she'll
1: me. be excited. I haven't told her. I haven't broken her news yet.
2: Aha! Uh-huh. Well, that's something she'll be listening to, yep. hopefully. Okay, now let's uh, let's let's transition a little bit to the movies. So, I only play with the six movies. That's the original cast mm-hmm. movies. Uh, I don't like I, I said last week. Generation no, <laughs> but anyway, I'm curious if as you look at those six, how you rank those?
1: Yeah, um, I would go two. Yeah, let's see. Two, three, six,
2: four, five, and one. Ow! Oh, ouch!
1: I know, I know. I like the motion oh. picture, but in in everything else, yeah, it's it's down at the bottom for me.
2: Wow. Okay. All right. Chloe likes well. four.
1: Four is her favorite. <laughs>
2: Of course, of course it is. Of course it is. Of course <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is. She did like six, okay. though.
1: She enjoyed that one, too. And five. She's like, I don't get why people don't like this. And I'm like, I don't either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think five has gotten more visibility in the last, oh, I don't know, few months than, than any other movie, especially on our network. It's been fun talking about 5 Mm-hmm. But uh, that's yeah. I mean, number two, uh, you know, the Wrath of Khan being the most popular. I think that's most people's. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's usually between two and six, as as one and two. I think that uh, two is a very good pick. I, I think it it dates a little bit better than than Star Trek six, but still all good movies. But uh, yeah, you and I have very different orders. But this isn't about me. <laughs> this isn't about me, and. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know you were going to throw a dagger in my I'm heart sorry. first show. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You could have been gentle, but I appreciate your honesty. You know, after all, after all, you've you've already taken over, so that's all right. Yep. <laughs> all right, so that 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 that's pretty cool. So now we have got kind of a, a a rough idea. And so you finished up your your rewatch. You said what about three or four weeks ago?
1: Um, totally. Well, it wasn't a rewatch. Remember, because this is like first. Watch. I mean, first watch. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yep. Yeah, I think we did. We watched uh, Star Trek six, just a couple weekends ago. We'd finished the original okay. series. Uh, let's see, we're into April. So I think we finished the original series back January, February. Um, and then we'd already watched, I think, one, two, three. And so we did four, five, and six. And then in the meantime, we also started TAS.
2: Okay, okay. So, um, that, that must be fun, especially for Chloe. It's, it's different. <laughs> and Saturday, Saturday morning trek is one of, you know, Saturday morning trek is one of one of the best podcasts on this network. I don't know if you've listened to it recently, but man, do they do a great job. Um, not only going over the, the episodes themselves, but what was going on in that timeline with the old commercials and so- it's just technically, and, um, <laughs> It's just a well-written podcast, so I highly recommend to any of our audience out there, if you haven't gone back and listened to Aaron Harvey's podcast, do it. It's it's phenomenal. All right, Haley. So now we've got a good overview of where you're coming from. Uh, I think that's that's very helpful. It puts things in context. Uh, let's talk about the, the reboots just real quick because we, we'll do some, some big, deep dives, and boy, I hope they... Um, They continue on making these movies. No,
1: I keep, oh, every time someone mentions something and I'm like, please make a fourth, make another one. I want one more at least. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. So from your point of view, what what were the things you enjoyed about the the reboots versus what you didn't?
1: You know, I have some of the same issues that some people do now that we've gone through and we've watched the original series. And I know I had seen Wrath of Khan at some point in my growing up years, but it had been a long time. It kind of makes me on the fence with Into Darkness. There's still aspects of that one that I really, really enjoy. I love um, the the I call him the Badmirals ship. Um, I actually have the Hallmark ornament. I just I love those scenes in that. But I really enjoyed the reboots. I think it was great for what it did. I think it brought a lot of people who young people who had never watched any Star Trek. But they thought, oh, this looks like a fun movie. And, oh, I really like these actors who are going to be in it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to go. And then there's, you know, those little snippets of things. And what does that mean? What are they talking about? And I think it brought a lot of people in. Um, The last two years that I've gone to Vegas, I've actually met a lot of people who came to Star Trek and started watching original series or TNG because they went to the movies, and I think that's great. And I love that. I I love it. I've I took my daughter to um, not not the first two, but we did go to Beyond. We went opening night, um, mm-hmm. and she really likes them. She's seen all three, and I I really enjoyed them. I think they're fun. I know they're they're those big. Flashy movies, and some people take issues with that because they don't want Trek to be that flashy. Um, but I think they're great, mm, and the score you, for me is exactly. is what is what seals it. I I, really? I absolutely love um, what Michael Giacchino did for those films. I love the theme. I oh, it just I have it on my iPod, and I'll be driving down the road if I'm going to Salt Lake, and It'll come on, and it just oh, it just gets right into the heart of me. And I'm a band nerd, so I just I love it.
2: Well, that's neat. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you like the opening to our show. Yes. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zach did a masterful job, kind of combining those themes together, uh, starting off with the um, uh, the reboot music from Michael Giacchino. Kano or Kano, I don't know. But anyway, whatever is pronounced, he he did do a nice job. I love the reboots. It was not we were talking last week with uh, Brianna Fern, she came in from from that. Mm-hmm. So you're right. There are a lot of people that out there that 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 started their journey so to speak with the reboots and you can see that Discovery has taken a lot of license yeah. from the reboots. You know, how things are lit and filmed and done. It's uh it, it, even the scale of the ships are much much bigger in the reboots and uh, they they've taken all Which that I know out. is so what that, people have cool issues too. with
1: but I still think I, it's really pretty. It's it's a pretty ship, I'm not going to lie.
2: <laughs> oh, the discovery itself. Well, the discovery but oh, the Enterprise. The, the, oh, the, the, Enterprise, Enterprise the Enterprise from
1: the new films. I get it like yeah, she's too big okay. and it's too bright and and all this stuff, but at the same time I have the same argument and I try to say the same thing with discovery and people who, who wanted to complain about it. They're not going to film it to look like it's in the sixties when it's 2000. You know, I I mean, I mean, you can, if you want to, but they're probably going to want to make it look better. And, you know, and I think it would look worse if they tried to, To make things look the way they did, but then film them with the cameras that we have now and the technology we have now, and and make it look—I don't know—I don't know a whole lot of tech, but I think it would probably look worse if
2: they tried to do it that way. Hard, hard to say. I think your points are are very valid. Of course, the whole thing is subjective. I I didn't mind the uh, the design of the ships, Uh, the new Enterprise. They tried to encapsulate pieces of both the original series, the movie version. And then they they took the engines and they made them really big and you know it was it was just a very different approach to it. The new one that they built at the end of Beyond is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that is as good as I wouldn't say it's quite as good as the uh, the motion picture or the movie enterprises, but it's it's getting there. That that's still my favorite. But no, those are, those are they're very keen observations, and I'm glad you like them. I don't think it's um, it's a bad thing, Haley, to um, rethink Into Darkness. If if it's something you've always enjoyed, but other people start talking, oh, how can you like this? They did this, they did that. You know, that's that's also very personal, very subjective. I found uh, very interesting. If you've ever listened to, um, uh, Mike Schindler's uh, commentaries on Into Darkness, he thinks that's the best Star Trek movie ever made. Yeah, right. And that's just a very interesting view on why and how. So I think it it's fun. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that it's it's blasphemy. Yeah, all these things, but. Yeah, I mean, I I was kind of in the middle. I didn't think it was very, I didn't think it was great, but I didn't hate it. I thought it was a uh, a good science fiction movie and an okay Star Trek movie. But beyond, I think um, that one hit it out of the park. It was probably the best. I, it just it did. really did.
1: I I still love 2009. I think that one is probably my favorite. But beyond is is just barely underneath. I mean, I I had so many moments when they did the warp bubble yeah oh my yep. gosh because that's that's based on some of the science that we think of how we can do it and i had like a total like holy crap moment in the theater
2: <laughs> okay you didn't spill your popcorn no now.
1: i worked in a movie yeah. theater I, I can't eat the popcorn much anymore
2: <laughs> you worked in a movie theater okay
0: <laughs> all right that's
2: another thing that you and schindler have in common. but <laughs> know uh, oh that's that, that's cool i listen i i think beyond um is the best of the three and Star Trek 09 is right up there, but Beyond is just something really special. I, I don't know why it is for me. It's kind of like uh, motion pictures for mm-hmm. me. Obviously not for you, but we'll work. On it. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's good. I, I think I think this helps. Let's get some some insights as to you know uh, some 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 overarching themes and and how you see things. And I think that'll help us too as we move further in our discussions as we continue. You know, standard orbits. Uh, you know, drive into. Um, you know, fun analysis and, and different viewpoints. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to moving forward uh, with you and Zach and, and trying to come up with those you know crazy ideas and, and 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 new ways of looking at things or pulling out subjects that I think that uh, people hadn't thought of before. And I think that's uh, that's important. I, I'm I'm looking forward. There's no pressure on you by the way. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> No pressure. You've got to come up with all these new ideas and concepts. But, uh, it's it is uh, it is it is challenging and fun uh, trying to keep a show at its at its age, uh, you know, fresh and and keep going. But you know, there are people that have been doing it for Star Wars for forever, and they don't have near enough hours or um, you know things to review like we yeah, do. So yeah, they I, I I'm, yeah, they definitely don't.
1: Although, yeah, I'm not much into that one world as I am. <laughs> <laughs> as much as star trek or or orphan black that's my other that's my other
2: one orphan black my wife's a big orphan black fan so okay good i uh let's let me just say any any final thoughts or anything you want to say out there to uh to all your listeners
1: gee um no i not not at the moment today's kind of like a whoo holy moment
2: okay holy <laughs> Holy moment. Okay. Well, I'll 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 say this: the um, the way ahead looks looks bright and looks uh, looks exciting for us. I think there's a lot of good content to come forward. We'll be working with our listeners too to throw out any suggestions or ideas they have, and we'll be working with Justin Ozer, who's the content manager of Trek FM as well. And um, I think this is going to be a, a lot of fun. We all know who's in charge now. I get it. <laughs> but uh just uh thanks again Haley for 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 agreeing to to come aboard and uh, I look forward to uh to this to this journey with you I think it's going to be a lot of fun
1: thank you for for asking me and I'm looking forward to it too it's it's going to be exciting and different and very new something new for me (laughs)
2: S- something new. Yes, yes. You will see there is more work for this than one thinks.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and thanks to uh, all the listeners for, for their support, especially on that last thread we had for last week's show on, on Star Trek Five. That f- f- phenomenal inputs uh, and, and feedback on, on that show. So you know, we're, we're going to keep that momentum going. So uh, talking about looking at... The original series through a new lens and welcoming Haley to the team isn't the only thing we're talking about on Trek FM this week, so here's some other shows you might have missed.
0: Previously on Trek.FM, the 602 Club. And it really speaks to, to me, Halliday's ego even of I'm going to make everyone love what I love and then that's how they'll win the contest. You know, and and it's sad that it feels like it all became that. What you're saying, Matt, of it, everyone not even having um, the creativity to have their own stuff anymore. It's all about what Halliday was interested in. Um, and and then I think too, it really also could be even a commentary about greed in society now. That everything really revolved around wanting to get his, and you know, his fortune so they did all the research they had to do because they just wanted the money warp 5 wait hold on you don't you don't have a uh, a, uh, a reflection there's beams of light traversing the ship cutting you mm. And my lack of logic is what's astounding here. Yeah, because you made an assumption based on zero evidence. Except for the fact that they just melted. Yeah, the three we that we've seen, for we a don't fact know that that that... what the rest of them are doing. This is we the first one. it we've was seen. anymore. Okay, let's scan the melting.
2: Meta tricks. <laughs> what? And, and do it all over again. Are you bad mouthing Voyager <laughs> to a guy who uh, hosts a Voyager <laughs> <laughs> podcast? Uh, you, you know I am. I, I always love to review about Voyager, but. They, they really kind of play that card in this episode. They, they hit that magic reset button. So T- Take that, you <laughs> Deep Space Nine loving Voyager hating reset button obsessing fans. There's a reset button right
0: here in this episode of Deep yeah. Space Nine. <laughs> Literary Treks. But that was also like one of the core ideas of the story before I even knew much about how it was going to develop. Was this notion that we could find something to explore that would allow different groups of people to come together to explore it than we're used to seeing. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out all these shows and join the conversation about your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're an Apple user, be sure to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts on iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV, or the desktop iTunes app to get the latest episodes as soon as they are published. And please leave us a star rating and a written review. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Speaker, soundcloud windows phone and most third-party apps and you can stream and download the mp3 file from our website or grab the rss link as well
2: if you'd like to help us keep all our shows coming to you each week you can become a patron of the network on patreon visit patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Trek fm to get all the details perks include early access to episodes exclusive content producer credits and more available through our special patrons website, Patron Zone. It requires a great deal of money to produce, host, and distribute these shows each month, so we really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. We also want to thank very, very much our our esteemed associate producers, Norman C. Lau, Nicholas Anastasio, Tim Robertson, Richard Marquez, Corey Elrod, and Dan Rhodes. So Norm, Nick, Tim, Richard, Corey, and Dan, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It means as much as we can can possibly tell you uh, the world to us that, that you've agreed to sign on and help keep Standard Orbit alive and well.
0: Yes, thank you so much, guys. We really do appreciate all your contributions. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show, and there are many ways for you to do that. The best place to join in the larger conversation is the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type B-A-B-E-L into the search field on Facebook, and it should come right up. If you'd like to send us an email, you can use the form on our website at trek.fm slash contact. Choose to send to a show and select Standard Orbit. That will come right to us. You can also find the network on Twitter at trek.fm and on Facebook at facebook.com slash trek.fm. As for us personally... You can find me on Twitter at MoronZach, that's M-O-O-R-E-O-N-Z-A-C-H. And I'm also the host of my own show called Always Hold On to Smallville, where we talk about each and every episode of That Young Superman Show. You can find us on Twitter at AlwaysMallville with one S. What about you, Ken?
2: You can find me on Twitter as well at BostonSCPO, stands for at Boston Senior Chief Petty Officer. And I'm also on the Babel Conference whenever I can be engaging and trying to add, you know, a lot of good provocative suggestions to our other shows but anyway we look forward to seeing you on the babel conference
0: and responding back and forth on this show as well all right well that's going to do it for us this week but stay tuned next time for another edition of standard orbit